0: Awesome episode of Elder Scrolls off the record. Today is us mid year the fifth, and our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. Quality headphones, 30% off with our code off the record. All one word at TweakedAudio.com and also by Audible. Audibletrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. You can find everything we're doing here at Elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Also you can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Elder Scrolls Tweet us at Elder O-T-R. And you can watch this episode live. Twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network 7 p.m every Thursday, and if you can't make our live show, well, that's no problem. We'll have it for you up on YouTube at youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Show summary, guys. Here's what we're gonna be getting into today. The Road Ahead, June 4th, an update from Zenimax, as well as a forum post entitled, Dear Zoss, veteran levels are killing ESO. Please wake up to this. And the Thieves Guild is eventually coming. Our thoughts on what should be included as well as suggestions and new features. Our weekend game will include, you guessed it, Elder Scrolls Online. And we've got a lore book this week in the Elder Scroll, Nerevar at Red Mountain. I'm your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Ivarwin. And as always, I'm joined by the Lore Master, of QGN, Lewis, the Lore Master, Olan. Hello, Yvarwin. Hello
1: Twitch, hello YouTube. Hello chat, what's going on?
0: And the rider extraordinaire, Shank the Baller Among Men, the tank. You guys,
2: I have the need Oh god, stop, just stop. To talk about some Elder Scrolls stuff today. Thank God that. Oh, you guys. Way. Oh, you guys thought I was doing the Need for Speed thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Okay. Hey. I see. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Shank, I Yo. know you. Uh, I know there was a few things that you wanted to mention before we got into the show, um, especially uh, considering the fact that you're you're now the writer of the show. What uh, what is it that you wanted to inform the folk?
2: Oh yeah. Um. So one of the things, uh, if you missed it yesterday, if Arwin had a cool little uh, state of the network address, um, and one of the, the one of the reasons that I got from it anyway, my interpretation was was transparency. Um, you know, letting you guys know what's going on. So in that same vein of transparency, uh, I want to be transparent with you guys, um, so if you guys don't freak out because oh my god, there's a new writer. It's Shank. Um, we should run away. Some of you already probably did, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> so and i discussed this with Varwin yesterday but one of the one of the things that uh, i want to do with the show particularly from a writing standpoint um is take a very slightly different direction with uh what we want to do with the show and how we're writing it etc um i personally wanted to focus a little bit more on uh the elder scrolls universe and the elder scrolls community i mean that's one of the reasons that's what the show is right it's part of the community Um, and I think that's one of the reasons we fell in love with the games in the first place Uh, we'll still discuss the important news items um, you know as they come up but uh, I want to take us back a little bit uh, more and discuss you know the experience behind these games that we've come to love and the really strong emotions that they evoke from us Um, but that being said I think you guys will like it it's going to be good and uh, you're going to see a little bit of that today but uh, that's it man Uh,
0: yeah but uh yeah, and, and uh, you know what, Shank and I were talking about this. Um, when was that? I mean, sometime it was a couple of days was, ago, right? I think it was yesterday, actually. Yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah, um, we, were, we were talking about it, and and he he instantly he just started saying this stuff, and I said, you know what, it it already sounds really really good, and um, you know I've got a hundred percent faith in in Shank over over writing up for the show, and I I think after this week's show you guys will too so hopefully you enjoy it uh we've got some really as you heard on the show summary we've got some good good uh good topics uh to discuss about uh, about the game about elder scrolls online and and really also about the series as well so you know we're very mindful of the fact that um elder scrolls 6 eventually will be coming out in this show we'll be talking about that too um, as that comes around the bend, so so we want to make sure that our discussion here remains Elder Scrolls Online, Elder Scrolls the series, um, and everywhere in between. So, uh, and and you know we've got we've got good things to say about the game, and you know the game's been out for for a little while now. We've got some bad things to say about the game too, and um, that's that's what this podcast is all about. So let's get into it um quick to mention quick to mention lou would you mind sir
1: sure thing first thing on quick to mention the adventures handbook issue number two and these are guides from the community to help you on your adventures in tamriel and if you go there this week it's going to feature a guide for craglorn among other things it also will bring you a detailed look at veteran rank gear. Looks sweet, and it takes a closer look at the dark anchors.
0: Nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. Um, Shank,
2: anything on that? Uh yeah. I mean, I just, I, I when I was putting together this, literally just crossed my mind, and I looked at it, and I was like, you know what? This is this is kind of cool because this is u- user generated stuff that, uh, I mean, I know I personally don't really care for, you know, these min-maxing guys, but I know a lot of you guys do, and I think this is something really cool that Zoss is doing with this Adventures Handbook uh, feature that they got running, so I would suggest that you guys take a look and check them out, because it's kind of cool. It's got some good information in them, and it's all user-created.
0: Yeah, which is kind of the best part, you know, uh, Lou, you, you and I always agree on on this stuff regarding, oh my god, um Dave. We have no Dave today. I'm totally jeez. Yes. <laughs> oh. I totally forgot to call out the fact that that Dave is not even here. Um, I'm so I'm so distracted by by like six or seven other things at the same time. Uh, yes, uh, I'm sorry. Dave is not here this week, guys. He he um, he's suffering some from an oncoming migraine, and you know I spoke to him the other day and I uh, yesterday and I told him. You know, if you feel a, a migraine coming now, and these things usually last days for him, I said you don't even need to be on a podcast. Don't even, don't even do that because he's going. The poor guy's going to be sitting in front of a freaking monitor for two hours straight with suffering from a migraine. Like that just doesn't need to happen. So, <laughs> so Dave, uh, sorry I forgot you at the very beginning, uh, but we hope you feel better, and uh, we'll he'll be on next week, of course. All right. um onto the issue at hand. So, so yeah, Lou and I, we, you know, you we always agree that when it comes to MMOs, the, the community, the more interaction the community has, the better off it is. So uh, I only see this kind of thing as, as something good.
1: Indeed. I mean, it's just, you know, one part of the community saying, hey, you know, this is what we've done. This is this sums up our adventures so far in the game. And I, I, I like that they're sharing it with everyone. And that yeah. sauce is actually going forefront saying, you know what? We'll take that and we're going to highlight it. You know, they make it important for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. All right. Uh, well, we uh, we're going to talk about the the road ahead dev blog post that posted on on June 4th. But before we get into that. We need to we need to play our discussion bumper. In their tongue, he's Dufa to King how'd that go for you like that (laughs) (laughs) all right ahead dev blog post june 4th the dev team put together a blog post to keep us up to date on what we can expect in the future from elder scrolls online and here's what they had to say and i quote Greetings everyone! It's time for another update from the ESO development team. Since our last Road Ahead post, we've launched Update 1, which featured Craglorn and a whole bunch of bug fixes, tweaks, and smaller system changes like Death Recap. Along the way, we've continued to fix problems by releasing weekly maintenance patches, and we'll keep doing so in between our larger updates. Off the top, I want to start by stating the obvious. ESO is a living, evolving game, and it will continue to be one as long as you, our community, continue to support it. Thanks so much for being involved with the game, for your enthusiasm, and for posting your thoughts and ideas on the forums, Reddit, and social media. I know sometimes there is as much criticism as there is praise out there in the internet land for the game, but that shows a passionate fanbase that cares about the game. Which is very important to acknowledge. Now, let's take a look at where we are and where we're going. Now, now here are some highlights. Um, now, which uh, we've we've managed to put together in in bulleted form. Lou, would you mind grabbing the first couple of bullets, please?
1: Sure. And the first highlight that they want to mention is they're looking to balance the Dragon Knight and the Nightblade. Uh, the general feeling is that the Dragon Knight is a bit too powerful. And that the Nightblade is not powerful enough.
0: Right. And if we can add a little ESOTR annotation on that one as well. Um, I know a, a lot of us here. Well. Really just me at this point. Um, I don't have a veteran ranked character. So when I talk about my Templar. My, my discussion is. And my, my opinions are going to be as a leveling person. However. Uh Lou is veteran ranked and so is Dave I believe and uh, when they talk it's a little bit different, of course so if I manage to say something about the Templar uh that may be different from your experience as a veteran ranked Templar uh just just bear with me guys um i I unfortunately do not have the same experience so um as a as a host, I don't necessarily speak for the entire podcast, but um sometimes. You know, that, that can be, my experiences can be a little bit different than yours. Um, th- to that end, we should probably mention that our community did weigh in after last week's show and mentioned that a lot of the DPS output for the Templar uh, seems to be, seems to feel underpowered at least, and that biting jab seems to be a, a crutch for the class. Now, I, I don't know if this is true or not, and of course I'm not there, um, but as an annotation to what we just said about about Dragon Knights and Nightblades, um, maybe we can sort of uh, put the feelers out there and say maybe Templars could use a little bit of a hike too. Uh, not that it's coming from me and, and not that it's uh, coming from uh, a place of uh, of knowledge. But when it does come from me, but I'm just saying the community did weigh in on that during the week. Uh, all right Lou on to the next point I suppose
1: well yeah I I would just add that to that you know um, know, Dave does have a nightblade that's his veteran character Mm -hmm. and it's a shame he's not here tonight because he could actually uh, put some more or shed some more light onto that topic and give some more insight because my nightblade is only like wow not even level just level 10 so (laughs) I, I haven't felt what the nightblade community has been feeling at this point yeah um but I just want to put that out there so that, you know, that our, our night Nightblade guy, he's not here tonight, unfortunately. Miss you, Dave. Uh, but the next point we want to bring up is that fighting Jabs nerfed in update one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, this has turned uh, slightly differently. <laughs> 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 wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess the developers feel differently than some of our listeners. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, this is, uh, this is, this is uh, definitely a, a good point of, of discussion for sure. You know, I'm looking forward to to obviously getting veteran ranked, but the fact of the matter is that I have no idea at end game if if biting jabs needs to be nerfed. I can tell you right now, as a leveling character at uh, the level of thirty-six, I think I just hit. Um, uh, I thought it was
1: thirty-seven last night.
0: Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh it feels good. It feels good. So so we'll we'll see. I, I try and climb as best as I can as quickly as I can, but um We'll see. And maybe some maybe you guys in the community. Uh, can weigh in, and certainly the the live chat room can weigh in at any point, and we'll we'll be uh, on the lookout for that. All right, uh, let's see what else. Lou, keep going, please.
1: All right, uh, they will also be look. They'll be looking to uh, they're going to address ultimate ability spamming in player versus player. Okay, apparently yeah. there's that issue <laughs> where you can. Go
2: ahead, Chad yeah i was gonna say that sounds kind of serious i'm just i mean just from an outsider's perspective you can because i know your ultimate ability you have to like build it up am i understanding that correctly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that seems kind of you can just keep spamming it Hmm. that 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 sounds like i but see this is the thing like we don't know if this is specifically they're seeing this on just one campaign multiple campaigns you know so we don't know like how localized this issue is, but apparently they're seeing something
0: like this so yeah I think it really has more to do with um I think it really has more to do with the the fact that you some classes tend to build up the the ultimate very quickly and um, maybe not so much other classes as well so. And then, of course, you know what happens when you're when you're able to do that. That carries over to PvP, and and what happens, you know, hey, uh, oh, it looks like that skill is putting out too much uh, a, a more DPS than intended against players. So,
1: right, or in the course of killing the players, you know, they just rebuild their the ultimate ability back up again, and you know, ultimate's hit hard like they're supposed to because that's your it's an ultimate ability, so it's got to hit like a Mack truck. Yeah, exactly. You know, or, or give you that uh, that really great defensive ability. So, yeah, hopefully, they will get to looking at that and, and hopefully balance it out better.
0: Uh, all right, let's see. EU server to be migrated to European data center sometime this summer, which is which is good because I believe they were having that. Uh, my, they were. Uh, I think they were hosting that on the North American server. I think. Yes, yes, they were right. So that's that's good. If uh, but the funny part is is that I, none of our European uh, players in our community have, have said that they've noticed any lag. So hopefully it'll be even better than than normal.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Because uh, yeah, you're right. I haven't heard anyone in the, on in both the ESO TR guild say anything about uh, bad about latency. But right. who knows.
0: Uh, starting to think about additions to changes to PVP campaigns as shown by the new shorter length campaign we launched with update one, which I think a lot of us in the community had, had sort of expected because we, we saw what was going on with, with 90 day campaigns. And I I believe a lot of us were saying like, "Mm, seems long. You know, um, and, and and you can tell by a lot of the campaigns that are out there in in PvP land, uh, these guys tend to run out of steam after maybe about a month and a half.
2: Yeah, that's what I think. You know, having shorter length campaigns that automatically to me means that you can have a more focused campaign, and just simply just by making it shorter. So if you make it more focused, I think people will. Uh, a be engaged for, you know, longer rather than just run out of steam after a month or whatever. Uh, but B get more invested in their campaign because you know I, if you started playing one of these longer campaigns and just said eh, I'll forget about it, and then try to come back to it. I mean, you like I don't know. Me personally, I'd be like oh wait, so what was I doing again? Like what what was I? What am I supposed to be doing? So I right. think shortening it up keeps the focus. On point, but also makes it, and just purely because of that, I think it would just make it more fun for people.
0: Yeah. Uh, it tends to be that, you know, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the factions, they go in there, they try their hardest for a while. And, and you, when it comes to campaigns, uh, you've got three different factions vying over the same stuff. So let's see, how do I, how do I say this the right way? Um, it's really hard to to gain ground in pvp in in cyrodiil and when you do gain it you felt like you feel like logging off for the night because it it really it takes hours and it's very hard and uh you feel very accomplished when it's done um and it, it it's this back and forth it's this constant back and forth that exists in cyrodiil and if you have that going on for 90 days without a clear winner being decided, for 90 days it gets really exhausting. Uh, so if they have shorter campaigns, I think if there's a uh, a reward in sight, the end game is in sight. I think it's going to make people want to push even further. Um, okay. Public test server now open to any subscriber. Just open the launcher settings and select Show Public Test Environment and it's going to start downloading. Now when you do that guys, you're actually redownloading the entire game all over again. So be careful. <laughs> you're you're in for hours. Yeah. I remember, and I would
1: say and you may have some additional files on. It. it may be slightly larger because now you're you're adding on additional stuff that they haven't released yet. Right, right. So prepare yourselves for that. I remember
2: um, like begin, like early this year I, I would literally just like wake up, turn on my computer, start the doc. Cause it was, it's literally like 20 gigs at least. Yeah. And then just leave it and then go to work. Absolutely. Just come back.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that is, that is exactly what I did. I downloaded the, um, the PTS this week and I logged off, went to bed, woke up, downloaded. Good to go. So haven't had a chance to play the stuff on there yet, which we're actually about to get into now. Update two now available on the PTS, Shank. Go ahead. Uh, help us uh, help us out with this list.
2: Sure. So for update two, uh, again on the PTS, which is available for all subscribers, uh, you get Crypt of Hearts, which is a veteran rank twelve dungeon, where you can learn the secrets of Narianeth the Lich. Um, God, I hate liches so much. Um, <laughs> they do. They, they sucked in Oblivion, man. Especially the Nether ones. Um, oh. So yeah. So. This, this, this veteran rank 12 dungeons there um, have fun doing it I imag- I mean that just sounds painful I wouldn't personally go in there <laughs> but uh, but okay here's some importance well, what, I, what I think is important because I think a lot of community members um, us on the show included were asking for this field of view slider ah very nice Yay! Um, of course, uh, this is for the fir- to the first-person perspective to combat the uh, nausea you can get, you know, just from a very, very close, narrow field of view. Now you can adjust it, which is awesome. Um, secondly, what I think is actually really cool because it just adds to the immersion of the world, I think, um, is more object interaction. And I don't know, I put like, if you can see guys, if you see the notes right here, I put like a million exclamation points after these
0: things. (laughs)
2: But this more object uh, interaction, what this means is that you can pick up and equip weapons and armor just laying around the world. So if you just see a sword laying there, pick it up and use it. You see like some sweet curious laying there, just pick it up and equip it. And this is awesome because... You could do this in Skyrim, you could do this in Oblivion uh, and I I totally assume you could do this in Morrowind and some of the older games probably, I haven't played them, but this to me what this means is just it's just more of that Elder Scrolls touch, you know, into this game is that the interactivity, which I think is a good thing. Um, And of course in the update 2 on PTS there's some ongoing fixes and uh, combat polish that they're working on which you should uh, hopefully you guys notice it and if you do notice it, you know, let us know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that's the update to stuff, which is available on the PTS, which is again, available
0: to all subscribers. Absolutely. Uh, now to, just to go through that real quick, one more time, crypt of hearts, veteran rank 12 dungeons, field of view, slider, and more object interaction. Can't wait for that stuff to finally come out. So I'm going to be looking forward to trying that out on the PTS this week. Um, but we've got we've got more because update three they're saying is scheduled for July. Holy crap, guys! Update one here and here and uh, people are still playing it, enjoying that. By the way, congratulations to um, EsoTr Guild. They are up to nine minutes for their trials in Craghorn. So congratulations, guys!
1: Ooh, wow!
0: Yeah, um, I think that was who uh, told me that yesterday. Awesome that stuff. That doesn't
2: even make sense. I would I'm not I would literally take nine minutes just like standing in a spot and just looking at all the scenery and taking screenshots
0: <laughs> well of course <laughs> um which I, I I sort of have a little bit of a gripe over I mean less than a month after update one and we've got you know we've got guys killing the crap out of out of these trials already so i I see that as as a as an issue but you know we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit, I suppose. Uh, so, update 3 is scheduled for July. So, what does that mean? That means you can definitely expect update 2 within the next four weeks. Now, they're saying scheduled in July. That means, worst case scenario, the very last week in July. And and here we are in uh, the very beginning of June. So, I think we can reasonably expect this thing to come out, update Update 3. Update 2 coming out in the next couple of weeks. Update 3 is scheduled for July. A month to a month and a half from now. That's amazing turnaround time for an MMO. I can't believe this. Anyway, uh, Lou, what's coming out for Update 3? Okay,
1: Update 3, this is what they're hoping to bring to the table. They're going to focus on player customization systems Mm. like, Mm. wait for it, Armor Dying, Yes, guild insignias and tabards. Very nice. Thanks, sweet, and it will also be the start of the rework of our delves, which are the smaller dungeons. They're going to make them
0: much larger and give them more
1: worth exploring.
0: Ah, very good, nice, excellent, very good. See what this
2: this? What I get? I get? I get a couple things from this. Uh, number one is that this just makes the console release that much better in my eyes because that means you guys are getting all these these uh fixes and updates and everything right i think i mean i think it would stand to reason that we could see this at launch on the console editions of the game which makes me happy so like seeing this is kind of like a preview for me and everyone else who's going to get it on the console um number
0: two well hold on just just to just to grow on that point for just one second Console players, okay, you can expect... I Reasonably, you can expect whatever you buy the base game, whatever that is on disc, they'll probably push out a huge update that's going to include all this stuff. You should yeah. reasonably <laughs> expect that. And I think they're going to deliver without issue. Oh, yeah. It,
2: like, install a game and then probably, like, a 2 or 3 gig patch, I'm just saying. Right. Um, <laughs> but, so, the other thing I like about this Update 3 um is that they're talking about delves, the smaller dungeons, make them much larger and, and give them more worth exploring. That to me, a person who generally doesn't really like dungeons, doesn't really go dungeon diving and, you know, all that kind of stuff. As soon as they said make them worth exploring, that caught my attention. Um so yeah. that that says to me for a player like me, like, you know what? It might actually be worth going into that dungeon now because they added cool stuff in there. Uh
0: I, I have some. I have no issue with the delves right now, and uh, I'll take I'll take bigger and more more exploration in them for sure. But but like currently as it is right now, I I have no issue with the delves. I I, I think it feels it feels like like a, an Elder Scrolls MMO. It feels like a like a really good balance between the two. And if they're gonna add more to it, hey, you know what? I'm a happier paladin. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I had no complaints here with that.
0: Heck yeah,
1: go right ahead. (laughs) Do it. Yeah, do it. Do
0: it. Uh, Lou, looking closely at VR system, please.
1: Okay. Their next point, looking closely at the veteran rank system or VR system. They're looking to add gear that's harder to acquire. Yes, they said it harder to acquire, but more worthwhile to obtain. Okay. They're also looking uh, to give more points to spend when you hit a veteran rank. And, now, take that with a grain of salt. They're saying that's at the very early stages of development. It may or may not go live, so be careful with that. Don't assume anything with that, folks. Right. right. More content. More content. <laughs> Allow dungeons to level to the group leader. Oh, wow. More content. Yeah. No complaints here. More content. Just bring it on. <laughs> Give it on to us. And uh, let's wow.
0: see. Yeah. That is awesome. If they're if they're able to carry that down to the leveling game before veteran rank, that's freaking epic.
1: Yeah, not only the archers, I hope they would open that up to the regular leveling experience of 150. Yeah. Can
0: you imagine? Hell yeah. Excellent stuff. Alright, um, Anyone have anything on this as a whole real quick? Because we, we're, we're getting a little long with this, and um, I we, we got to move on. But I want to just ask real quick, does anyone have any closing closing uh, arguments or anything they want to add? I'm good, man. Seems pretty straightforward to me. What about you, Lou?
1: Uh, I see here a couple of really great things for the role-playing community. that yeah. FOB slider, mm-hmm. well, you know, uh, object interaction, and, of course, the customization systems. Dyes, insignias, taverns—that just makes the role-playing experience that much better for everyone. You know, whether you like it or not, you know, if you don't role-play or not, hey, we all look at avatars look good. I'm all for this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same here. Um, I'm looking forward to trying out uh, update two on the PTS field of view slider. Hey guys, you know what? They promised, and now they're delivering. It's it's on its way. Can't believe update three scheduled for July. Amazing stuff, and and the veteran rank stuff that's that's coming out. Uh, looks very, very, very promising. Uh, now all they have to do is just is just get rid of those those, you know, the bugs that are uh, are out there and, and some of the more frustrating uh, mechanics that have been you know, in the game, um, and then I, I think we're we're looking better and better each month. Okay, um, we've got a forum topic that we're going to be discussing, as well as. Uh, a discussion topic about the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves' Guild. So let's let's spend the next uh, about 10 minutes on, on the forum topic. Then I want to do the uh, the Thieves' Guild stuff. So this comes from the forums, and they title it, Dear Zoss, veteran levels are killing ESO. Please wake up to this. Lou, would you mind uh, reading this forum post, please?
1: Sure. And this is straight from the forums. Okay. Uh, We have a link. You can see it can go out there on the general discussion forums, I believe. And this is what it says. Quote, Your player base is declining. I know this because all of my friends and all of my guilds are saying the same thing. (laughs) XP gain is too slow. Incentives are too little. Only some specific class builds are working in veteran play. XP gain is too slow. It takes hours of gameplay to move the bar. Rewards are too little. Mob kills are arduous and rewards little. Incentives are too little. Veteran rank 3 to veteran rank 4. So what? The mobs, however, gain loads more hit points. We gain nothing. No skill point towards a decent veteran base unlock. No power boost. No significant unlock of higher tier gear. Nothing. Where's the incentive to do the grind? And that's how it's spelled out, folks. You should see this. It's, it's really long. Mm-hmm. You're missing the basic MMO equation here. Effort must be met with reward. Only some specific classes play the way you want to play, doesn't work into veteran zones. You cannot solo veteran play on any build unless you take two to three times as long and use potions, etc. There are maybe two to three builds in the entire game that can solo effectively, and this is pre 1.1.2 nerfs, anyway. This is where your effort should be focused. The oh, we're working on bots and gold spammers excuse is old, and you've demonstrated insufficient progress to justify this. I can't make this message clear enough. If you don't adjust more of what the players are wanting, and soon, you won't have to worry about bots and spammers anymore, because they'll realize there's no players to sell to. Three minutes, Lou. Go. Well, well, as a veteran player, yes, I will admit it it can be a grind. Okay, uh, I kind of agree with this, the XP gain and the XP gold reward is not up to par, uh, the amount of challenge that they give and the amount of challenge that players have met, the compensation is lacking. Okay, I'm getting the same gold payout that I would get if I was level 20. Okay, getting 300 gold or less sometimes. Like, are you kidding me? I'm in veteran rank. You're asking me to take on three to four, five, six mobs of veteran rank level with all their skills or abilities. And yet I get, here you go. <claps> pat on the back, shoulder. Good job, man. Good job. Here, take take your five gold. I'm sorry what <laughs> uh, and as for these specific classes I don't know I, I would have an issue with that I think you I think most classes all the classes can can do veteran play it's just a matter of finding a, a mix that works for you and your play style all right and along that process it's going to be painful because you have to try things that's all about trial and error finding out what works and what doesn't you know, and the beauty of it is the skill bar, you can swap things out instantly, you know, in between combat. You know, I, I always swap out abilities depending on what's going on in front of me. You know, depending if I see certain mobs in front of me, I will swap things out of my skill bars right then and there. Okay, whether it's AoE, single target, what have you, I'm always open to adjusting everything on the fly per fight. You know, I have no problems taking 10 seconds to fix everything and adjust it and see if it works. If I fail, I fail. I'll try again. I'll do something else. So to say that, you know, there's maybe two, three builds in the entire game that can solo effectively, I, I I, don't agree with that. I just think you just have to keep trying and finding what works for you. Okay, because everything's out there. You just have to find the right combination that works best for you. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, the player... blade player base is declining is the first thing he he starts off with and y- you know um on that i gotta say absolutely of course what what did you expect of course it's going to we knew that was going to happen way before the the player base uh was ever created for this game that's what happens in mmos in fact it's no gotten- way no way man that never happened to world of warcraft ever <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens to mmos it you know it gets uh you, you get the it's actually getting tighter now. It used to happen after three months. Now it's after one month. MMO players just don't have patience anymore. It's on to the next thing, which right now is Wildstar. So of course, of course it's dropping. Um, it's gonna do that. It's also leveling off too, so no issue there. Uh, however, when it comes to veteran rank stuff, I've heard this stuff before too. It's, it seems to me like it may actually be true. Even though I'm not in the leveling uh, veteran rank area, I've heard our community say this exact thing. It's very, very difficult to get to the next veteran rank. It seems like it's it's basically without much reward. And um, the enemies, by comparison, are extremely hard. Lots of hit points. I believe Mori was one of the people that had told me this as well. So um, I get what he's saying about maybe they need to tone either tone that down or or bring up um the classes one one of the two i imagine needs to needs to happen of course that's a you know grossly oversimplified uh (laughs) way of 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 sort of discussing it but um anyway i i i tend to i tend to agree with him on that point that there is there is some sort of uh gap between what you're able to do how you're able to survive and the challenges you're up against um Shank, what about you?
2: I think I don't know. I, I included this post for a reason because uh, just you know you, you just look at the forums and you can get a general idea of what the community at large is thinking. Um, I wanted to I did want to point out though one thing if I may uh, from Zoss officially here. Uh, of course I mean this this thread on the forums is pretty long. It's I don't even know. It's like At least when I looked at it, it was like 12 pages long. Um, Oh, yeah, I imagine. But uh, Jess Folsom, uh, she did respond to this. uh, And, you know, there's tons of other stuff on there, suggestions and other stuff. Uh, What she did say, hey, folks, we want to let you know that we've seen all your feedback and concerns about veteran levels, veteran content, end game character progression options. And we're in the process of planning some changes and improvements. We hope to be able to share our plans with you very soon maybe in the next road ahead letter. Um, and it seems like some of the stuff uh, they're, they're looking at, which is good. I mean, it's it's a good thing. I you, you mean, you, you've said it a million times, man. I mean, this is an MO, It's a living, breathing thing. It's constantly changing. It's a dynamic beast. Uh, one of the things is, you know, finding out nooks and crannies and getting all these balancing and uh, just trying to get to a better game for everybody. So it's good that, uh, you know, that they responded and looked at this. I think, obviously, I'm not playing the game right now, uh, but I think regardless of game that you play, if you know if you do something that's very very tedious and uh, takes a lot of your work and skill and t- t- just outright dedication, I do think you know you should be like rewarded for it appropriately. So if, if you know if people are saying and. Uh, Certainly, certainly sounds like people in our community are, you know, saying the same sort of thing. So, definitely worth addressing and taking a look at from uh, Zoss and uh, fixing it, honestly, because, you know, <laughs> that's the that's where the community is. So,
1: right. I mean, if I may. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go
2: ahead.
1: I mean, one one solution I'd like to offer, but I know it's been bounced around on the forums as well, to help with this, is the fact that once you hit veteran rank level you no longer gain skill points or attribute points in the normal loving process, okay? So as you progress, the mobs get, they raise in difficulty, they gain higher hit points, they gain more, they have more in everything except for the player, okay? The player is stuck with what they've got when they hit 50, all right? Skill points, yes, you can gain by going and uh, getting scar shards everywhere, Cyrodiil, dungeons, around the world, everywhere, but that reaches a finite point. What would also help the community is if, hey, you know what? Believe it or not, veteran ranks are additional levels for the player. So why not continue the attribute points as well? Okay, and I think that's yeah, that may help alleviate some, not all, but a lot of the pressure that players in the veteran ranks feel. Like, you know what? If I can gain another attribute point that I can dump back into magicka, health, or stamina... That may help in these builds that I've got. May help me tackle this veteran level content, right? You know, I shouldn't have to depend on, uh, or I shouldn't have to fall back on. I can only use enchants on my armor to boost my shortfalls. No, I should be able to say I want the enchants to boost what I've got or what I can get on my own, right? And not have to fall back on that and use that as a crutch.
0: Yeah, uh, they could. Um, I, I, I think that's a very nice idea. Um, I think one way or the other, in order to close that gap in difficulty between the mob and, and, and uh, between how difficult the mob is between, and, and, and how squishy you are, uh, they got to do one of two things. It's either incre- really it all boils down to one thing, and that's your stats. Now, they can increase your stats in a lot of different ways, either through gear, which they're, you know, they're saying that it, it can be very difficult to get the gear, or um, every level, or maybe every other level, you, you earn a, a stat point that uh, maybe uh, the allocation for, for what you put it in changes slightly. Instead of maybe you know, whatever it currently is right now, I think um, as you level up, one stat point equals uh it was like 10 hit points or something
1: right it may be either you know 10 15 health or 10 15 magico 10, 15 mm-hmm. ma- stamina
0: yeah um instead of instead of which which would be let's say 20 over with two hit points excuse me with with uh two points over over two levels every other level you get a you get a stat point maybe they give you like 15 or or something like that uh this way it doesn't quite equate to to two points, but it is a little bit more than just what it equates to with one point. Um maybe, that, maybe that's an option. Or or maybe uh getting getting the gear to you, which I, I never support. Getting gear to you sooner um and easier is an option. I never support that. So they could solve it that way. I hope they don't solve it that way. <laughs> Or they can they can just say you know what let's let's just make the mobs in the areas uh, let's just cut them down a little bit let's let's reduce some of those hit points so maybe that the fights the mechanic wise aren't necessarily the tough thing it's just tough to get through all of those hit points which sounds to me like it would be a far better option than than the the stat point thing in, as generally speaking so um, let's see where they go with that. Alright guys, um, Any anything else that we want to say on this topic? We'll we'll start with Shank and go to Lou.
2: Uh, no, except for, I mean, I know Zoss is going to be actively looking at this and hopefully make changes for the better. Um, and of course, whatever changes they do make, they're going to get feedback from them. So I, I don't know, it's just a constant refinement process, I think. But it's good because that's what the forums are for. You got to go back and you know provide feedback. That's how you get the
0: game better. Absolutely. And Lou.
1: All right, I'm going to shank on this. You know, folks, all right, you may be angry, you may be frustrated, but it would really help if you actually went on the forums or you're in the game. Send those feedback reports if you're in-game. You know, post your ideas and your critiques and your suggestions on the forums. Let them see what you've come up with, all right? Everyone there, you know, has something valid to say. Get your, get your point across. Hey, you know what? This is what I think would help. You know, every little bit helps, you know, you may be surprised of what ideas they may take from all those posts. So, you know, let your, let your point be known. You know, you have no one, you have nothing to lose, and the game has everything to gain. So,
0: all right, guys. Uh, Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild. All right, now we know this is coming for for um, Elder Scrolls Online. So let's talk about the Thieves Guild this week. Now, now, Shank, this uh, this seems to be kind of like, you know, your your baby here, this particular topic. So why don't you lead this discussion on this one, sir?
2: OK, sure. Uh, so this is something uh, I kind of like, especially with, you know, specific games, I kind of like looking ahead and doing some healthy speculation, some realistic speculation. And of course, just throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks because, hey, it's fun. Um, specifically, I mean, we know that the game did not launch with the Thieves Guild or Dark Brotherhood. Uh, it does currently have the Mages and Fighters Guild. Um, but I figured it'd be cool to just kind of go and look at, for this week, uh, starting at this week at least, uh, and look at, okay, what could possibly uh, happen with Thieves Guild? Um, and I kind of just want to like go around here like we usually do. And I listed some bullet points here and just some points to discussion. Um, which I think are cool, but obviously if you guys have anything else cool that pops into your head, uh, I would love to hear it. I think it would just make it more interesting. Uh, so first things first, it's not out yet, but when can we expect it to realistically launch?
0: Hmm, That's a good one. Thieves Guild. Realistically. Um, I would say... Let's, let's, uh, I I would say no, no time before the end of the summer. I I would say probably around quarter three. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay.
2: Lou?
1: Well, I was thinking probably by the end of the summer. I mean, they're pushing out an aggressive content update schedule. I mean, we literally just received crack alarm, what? A little over two weeks ago? Okay, and we're already getting news on update two. All right, and a promising update three in July. Yeah. All right, and we just and we just hit the first few days of June. You know, as of this broadcast. So if they keep to it and they put it out there, I'm thinking we may see this possibly by maybe August. End of August, maybe beginning of September. All right.
2: I'm if, gonna at least, be... if, le-
1: if at least just one of them, you know, if they just do one or the other or both, you know, at least one of them will be out by the end of the summer, beginning of the fall.
2: Alright, I'm going to be aggressive and super off the off the charts here. I'm going to make the prediction, bold prediction as it were, that I think we can expect the Thieves Guild to launch alongside the console release. So, along with this crazy updates and everything else that's coming, having, hey, you guys, you waited all this time, but guess what? You guys get an entire other guild. Here you go. And boom. And, I mean, I know that because the Thieves Guild has historically been pretty popular among the Elder Scrolls games. Mm-hmm. I think that would just be great. I mean, honestly, man, if I picked up my copy and it was just like, oh, yeah, here's Thieves Guild, I'd be like, all right, well, <laughs> see ya.
0: That's all. I know what I'm doing for the next <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine they will probably they'll probably time well. I was gonna say they'll probably time it with, with the uh, with the console release. Um, but I, I know they're trying to get the they're probably trying to get this stuff out as soon as possible, console release or not. So maybe that's just an ignorant thing to say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, just to be just to be blatantly obvious, I suppose. <laughs>
2: Um, all right, cool. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about. Um, so, what content absolutely has to be in the the thieves guild when they re- eventually roll it out? And this, what I mean, has to be in the in the update. I, I'm talking about you know consistency with the lore, consistency with the canon, and the, the universe at large. And I actually included a link there, uh, talking about uh, directly to the lore in the USP uh, wiki there. And uh, some examples that I came up with was your ability to bribe. You know, your uh, uh, he- uh, emphasis on uh, you know sneak and being stealthy because I think uh, uh, Amand Kristoff uh, in uh, the Oblivion, he's one of you, He's your first Doyen in Oblivion. I mean, he says we do not condone murder. We're not the Dark Brotherhood. Right, Uh, so that automatically takes violence off the table, you know, like out and out violence. So you know, take looking after the 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 beggars and stuff like that because they're your eyes and ears and whatnot. But uh, black markets and stuff. So my question is to you guys, you know, like, what do you think absolutely has to be in there to stay consistent with the series and still crucially provide that? Oh yeah, you know, this this actually is an Elder Scrolls Thieves Guild. Like I can see this existing in this universe because
0: it's it's real. Well, the first thing they're going to have to do is they've. they've, In order to remain consistent, they've got to put in. They've got to put in a. uh, A a storyline like the Fighters in the Mages Guild. Um, that's going to carry you. Throughout your leveling experience. I, I think it's got to at least be that. Um. If it's going to remain consistent with the series, it's got to be an engrossing storyline. That's that's uh, that's number one. Um, at some particular point, you got you you should get you're going to have to get your hands on some sort of uh, Daedric artifact, like you do with the other the other guilds currently. Um, I imagine you'll be giving it back, of course. Not going to hold on to that sort of thing in an MMO, but some sort of interaction with a Daedric artifact, I think, would remain consistent with the series. Um, Paul Sage was saying that they want to have a justice system uh, where, if you, if yeah. you, I'm interpreting that to be that if you steal something, you go to jail, or or something like that. I think that's going to have to be in the game as well. And I do remember them saying that they were looking at finding a way where you're able to pickpocket players in a way that's not going to hurt that player per se. If they have that in the game, I think that would be consistent with the series, though it's difficult to say or fathom how they're going to be able to do that in an MMO environment. What about you, Lou?
1: Well, hmm, there's a lot to go on here. Mm. Um... First of all, you know, I, I like the points that Shank brought up here right off the bat. Okay, bribery, yes. As a thief, come on, how many times have we had to bribe guards <laughs> to get away with things? Yeah. All right, to cover up our messes. Um, obviously, the sneak ability. All right, I think that goes for both guilds, the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild, where that's going to play an important part of how you get around. Okay, how you bypass certain certain encounters. Okay, I would hope that when they do bring. The Dark Brother and Thieves Guild into the game, that when they do give us that story that Barbara just mentioned, okay, when they give us that epic storyline that goes along with both these guilds, that they structure the story and the encounters that go with the story in a way that's multi that, that can be approached multiple ways. Okay? Alright, for for someone like Shanku plays the sneaky avoid combat like it's the plague type playstyle, I would hate to see storylines. Or quests and missions in a Thieves Guild that involve that, like, yeah, you actually have, have to kill things to get past it, you know, like, as opposed to alright, you can do you can approach this mission one of three ways. You can go here, you can do this, or you can do that. Okay, in keeping with the tradition of not killing anyone on the thieves guild for a mission, because again, you're just blowing your cover. And then conversely, same thing with the Dark Brotherhood. Alright, they structure missions to where, yeah, there are multiple ways for you to kill your target that you need to. Alright, um, What's another thing? Oh, I, I guess the how to hide, I guess, your presence. You know, whether or not you gain notoriety. In this game, like, for example, with, again, with the justice system that you mentioned, or right, if you're caught, whether you're a Dark Brother assassin or a, thieves, or a thief in the Thieves Guild, you know, how does the game affect you? How does the game punish you for that? I mean, yeah, do you go to jail for a certain amount of time? You know, are they going to take a third of your money away? Ouch. <laughs> Or do they slap you with you know now when you go to a merchant, you know since you were a former uh, thief or, or, or known assassin, you know will now shop owners call you know charge you more to buy stuff from them because they know you're a thief or they know you're a killer. You know what I mean? Things like that.
0: Right. All right.
1: Uh oh. Uh, Other things you know the the armors definitely the the the, the guild defining armors have to be there build it up, you know, weapons, I hope they have that on there as well.
2: Yeah, uh, and actually what you guys said kind of rather nicely, I guess, leads into the next bullet point. Um, hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I, I hate having logical segues. Um, okay. <laughs> what? So, obviously, I mean, yeah, there's, there's certain elements in the Thieves skill that you have to have, you um, to stay consistent with the lore, but also to stay consistent with the the, the gameplay design elements of past uh, Elder Scrolls games. Um, but looking ahead, because uh, you know each 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 Elder Scrolls game iterates on itself and adds more while still maintaining that consistency and adds its own little touch and flavor on these things. Um, what? new content or features uh, would we want to see in the Thieves Guild and you know some some ideas I had and Varwin you mentioned what I liked uh, and actually Lou too uh, you know in my opinion the, the storyline in the Thieves Guild for Skyrim was lacking uh, with respect to this Thieves Guild and Oblivion I loved the, the story in the Oblivion Thieves Guild I felt more invested in it and it was just longer but the quality was still there I didn't really get that same sense of you know that quality and quantity bar that I did with Skyrim. So when you're talking about you know the questing and the stories, uh, how about have a branching quest line? You know, I mean, I, I I think with with the at least Oblivion and Skyrim, the two games that I've played, you th- there is you know there is an end goal to both of those stories. Whether it be with the, you know, the, the, the Gray Fox or with Nocturnal. You know, th- there is a definite sort of... You're, you're always marching towards one thing here. But I think, you know, at least in, in my head, like, how cool would it be if they could add sort of branching quest lines into there? So it, this gives you that, that weight of choice that, okay, you know what? I actually am making an impact in the Thieves Guild, and what I do actually impact... The, the future of this guild, uh, you know, for me, so I think I think having branching quest with multiple options, uh, with real consequences in them, I think that would be really cool, you know. Yeah,
0: I I agree with that, and there's there's certainly a lot of quest chains in in Elder Scrolls Online where they there's branching options toward the end. Lou, what do you think? What uh, what are some some things that you would like to see?
1: Well, as Shanky said, yeah, the the impact of choice, okay, but not to the point to where it separates you from the rest of your group or the rest of your friends, okay. Yes, it impacts the thieves guild, but not in a way to where now you're not going, you're not going to see the same NPCs in the thieves guild hideout as your friends do. Okay, I would hope they would they would structure it to where if you do make those kinds of decisions, whether it's a dark brotherhood storyline or a thieves guild storyline, it doesn't affect you overall. You know, it doesn't affect everyone overall. Like, you know, you're no longer phased out with your friends. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, I do want to see storylines of choice that leads you down different paths, but don't affect, you know, to where you're cut off from everyone else. Um and as as Shank mentioned here in the notes, as, as I said before, you know, armors, you know, the, the guild defining armors. Okay. Slightly different looks to reflect your status in the guild. You know, the better you are as a kill in Dark Brotherhood or the better a thief you are. In the Thieves Guild, you get upgrades to your armor. Okay, just like in Veteran ranks, to where the better the quality of Veteran rank armor is, the better it looks. Same thing. I would say, you know what? If you're a better thief because you've done X amount of missions and you gain this amount of notoriety with that the Thieves Guild, hey, you know what? Your armor looks this badass now. <laughs> so everyone knows, yeah, yeah, that guy's like, you know, I guess he's like a rank four thief, right? You know, for lack of a better term. You know, or he, you know, he or she's a rank four assassin because. They've successfully completed, you know, twelve killing contracts, you know, without getting caught.
0: Okay, um, let's see. So the the last point which we have here, uh, which you guys will answer answer in turn, um, which will each alliance have their own thieves guild? Um, I don't I don't think so because the the other guilds that are in the game right now, um, they are they span. Tamriel, they don't choose sides. But um, go ahead, Shank. Uh,
2: yeah, so I was I was with uh, again, like you know, trying to just stay consistent with uh, the lore, whatever, whatever. Um, I think personally, I think it would be kind of cool if if you had, you know, three. You have the three alliances right now in the game, and if they had their own. Uh, they had their own thieves guild uh, stories uh, within them uh, because you know historically, if you look at the thieves guild, they're all sort of provincial, localized, uh, and it's not like a sort of it's not like a global you know sort of thieves guild uh, thing where the you know each province of the uh, each chapter of the guild operates within its own province. It's kind of a self sustaining almost in that sense. So. You know, just just to, if if they do that, I think that would be kind of cool because you would have
0: three guilds with three different quest lines. Is it though? I mean, I I tend to disagree with that because you know, you you get you get one game that that's in a different province from the previous game, but they're separated by hundreds of years. And every single time you interact with a Thieves Guild, it, it always seems like it it is a an order that exists sort of um Agnostic of politics, the current politics.
2: Well, I mean, it it is sort of agnostic of uh, s- sort of the, uh, the, the agnostic of the politics, but I mean, just just purely going off of what the what I've, I, I at least what I learned and read from here from the uh, the information page was that you know they. They have their own sort of, uh, their own hall and their own set of rules per, per province. So like you'd have a Morrowind Thieves Guild would be different from a, uh, a um, Black Marsh Thieves Guild, for example. Uh, and have its own sort of set of rules and its own way of uh, operation and stuff like that. But I think because, I mean, ESO is kind of unique in that sense, right? Because you don't necessarily have out-and-out provinces. You know, they're not necessarily... Cut and dry you you have this like literally an alliance of three provinces into one or three provinces into a single alliance so i think you know i don't know i I just think it would be kind of i think they could do i think they could use that to almost their advantage because this is a very sort of this is a warring time in their history in tamrielic history yeah so i could i honestly I, i could see like them be like you know what this is almost better if we band together, like, us us three provinces in this one alliance. And we could take advantage of this situation because our three provinces are off doing some crazy stuff. Dude, let's just take
0: advantage and, like, I do hear some you. crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, Lou, we'll give you the final word on this. Will each alliance have their own Thieves' Guild?
1: Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of shaking this one because the Thieves' Guild and Dark Brother, yes, they have their one Yes, one overall body, but they do operate within their own provinces. As long as they adhere to the basic tenets of uh, Dark Brotherhood, okay? And same thing with the Thieves' Guild. They have their own set of rules, which makes them the Thieves' Guild. You know, all Thieves' Thieves Guild will have these basic rules. Same thing with the Dark Brotherhood. So, yeah, you could have multiple chapters operating within each province. You know, like one, you know, Marwan's going to have their Dark Brotherhood chapter. Um... High Rock is going to have their own chapter of the Thieves Guild, and so on. So yeah, you could obviously the writers here would have a, I guess, a really great opportunity to expand even further. Saying, you know what, to build up on Shank's point, yes, the the three provincial chapters of the Dark World Covenant has said, you know what, we're thieves, but we're at war with the other. Our homeland is at war with the other two factions, the other six provinces on the map. How can we profit from this? You know, we're thieves. How can we get the most gold out of this out of this situation? <laughs> right. <laughs> Same thing with the Dark Brotherhood, okay? The Dark Brotherhood saying, "Well, you know what? Yeah. We're all, you know, we're all part of the Dark Brotherhood. We all follow the Night Mother, but we're getting some really great contracts <laughs> from these areas. Like, do we turn them down?" Okay, do we defy the Night Mother and saying, "Well, we can't take that because that's a Dark Brotherhood Marker, that's a dark a fellow dark brother assassin. Well, you know what? Someone from the Daggerfall covenant is asking for someone from the Black Marsh, you know, Dark Brotherhood chapter to kill someone in their land. So what do you do? Yeah, you know, I think that makes some very interesting stories and very interesting contracts uh, across the way.
0: Yeah. All right. Um good good points all uh shank is there is there anything else that that maybe you wanted to uh round off uh, these all three discussion topics with from you know the road ahead or or the forum post or even the dark brotherhood thieves guild uh, is there anything that maybe you wanted you intended to come out in the show that we didn't quite hit on just yet i uh,
2: no honestly i mean i think we had pretty good discussion on these i i'm just uh I mean, it's it's fun to speculate on these things kind right i i think it's really cool oh, yeah. but so uh, no,
0: I'm just having fun, man. I agree. What about you, Lou? Is there, is there anything that maybe you wanna you wanna just throw out there real quick?
1: Uh, only thing, the only thing I wanna throw out there real quick is I hope they bring these two entities soon. Yes, <laughs> Doctor, I. Let these go, please bring it soon.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, hopefully sooner than. I'm terrible. I am terrible when it comes to just predictions. I'm awful with them, so. If I'm making a prediction, you can pretty much bank on the fact that I'm 100% wrong. So, uh, I, I would go with Lou on this one. <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh, we're actually going to change it up a little bit. Um, whereas, right now, we would probably do our Elder Scroll recap, where we talk about our gameplay. I want to shift over to Lou and and talk about the lore segment. So, so Lou... The Elder Scroll, please. Library Bookstore, this is
1: Scott. How am I to help you?
0: Yes, you have an Elder Scroll.
1: Hello, and what can I do for like you?
0: Ha- you have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my...
1: And this week's Elder Scroll is a lore book, and it's called Nerevar at Red Mountain, written by the Tribunal Temple. And this is a scholarly description of the events surrounding the battle at Red Mountain and its aftermath. The following is from the Apographa, the hidden writings of the Tribunal Temple. It is a scholarly retelling of a tradition transmitted through the Ashlanders concerning the battle at Red Mountain and subsequent events. The Ashlanders associate this tale with the telling of Alandrosul, a shield companion of Nerevar who came to live among the Ashlanders after the death of Nerevar and during the ascension of the Tribunal. There are many variant treatments of this story, but the primary elements are consistent throughout the tradition. The murder of Nerevar, the tragic fate of Dagathur, and the profane source of the Tribunal's divine power are denied by Temple Doctrine as ignorant Ashlander superstition and not widely known among civilized Dunmer. Pres day. present-day Marwind, was contested to the ground between two very different types of mirror the Chimer, who worshipped Daedra, and the Dwemer, who worshipped a profane and secret power. These two people warred with each other constantly until their lands were invaded by young, vibrant, and violent alien culture, the Nords. Two heroes, one from the Chimer and one from the Dwemer, Indural Nerevar and Dumak Dwarf Orc. Made peace between their people and together ousted the alien invaders. Then these two heroes worked long and hard to maintain that peace thereafter, though their counselors thought it could not last, or worse, that it shouldn't. Nerevar's queen and his generals, Almalexia, Sothasil, Vivek, told him to claim all of Residane for his own. But Nerevar would not listen, for he remembered his friendship with Dumak. There would be only peace. Until Dagatha arrived. House Dagoth had discovered the source of the profane and secret power of the Drummer. The legendary heart of Lorcan, Which Dumas' people had used to make themselves immortal and beyond the measure of the gods. In fact, one of their high priests, Kagarnak, was building a new god so that the Drummer could claim Resdain for their own. The tribunal urged Nerevar again to make war on the dwarves. Nerevar was troubled. He went to Dumach, his friend of old, and asked if what Dagathar said was true. But Praganak and the high priest of the Dwemer had kept the new god secret from their king, and Dumach said the Dwemer were innocent of any wrongdoing. Nerevar was troubled again and made pilgrimage to Holmayan, the sacred temple of Azura, to confirm that all that Dagathar said was indeed true, and that the new god of Dwemer should be destroyed for the safety of not only Resdane, but for the whole world. When Nerevaro went back and told the tribunal what the goddess had said, his queen and generals felt themselves proved aright, and again counseled him to war. There were reasons that the Dwemer and Chimer had hated each other forever. Finally, Nerevaro, angered that his friend Dumak would lie to him, went back to Barnfell. This time, the Khimer king was arrayed in arms and armor, and had his hosts around him, and he spoke harshly to Dumac Dwarfork, king of Red Mountain. You must give up your worship of the heart of Lorcan, or I shall forget our friendship and the deeds that were accomplished in its name. And Dumak, who still knew nothing of Kragonath's new god, but proud and protective as ever of his people, said, We shall not relinquish that which has been our way for years beyond reckoning, just as the Chimer will not relinquish their ties to the lords and ladies of oblivion. And to come up my door in this way, arrayed in arms and armor and with your hosts around you, tells me you have already forgotten our friendship. Stand down, my sweet Nerevar, or I swear by the fifteen and one golden tones, I shall kill you and all your people. And so, the Khymer and Dwemer went to war. The Dwemer were well defended by their fortress at Red Mountain. But the bravery and cleverness of Nerevar's queen and generals drew most of Dumas' armies out into the field and kept them there, so that Nerevar and degoth could make their way into the heart chamber by secret aims. There... Nerivar met Dumak and the Dwarf King, and they both fell from grievous wounds. Hmm. Deggoth slew Kraganak and took the tools the Dwemer used to tap the Power of the Heart. He went to his dying lord, Nervar and asked him what to do with these tools. And Nervar summoned Azura again, and she showed him how to use the tools to separate the Power of the Heart from the Dwemer people. Then on the fields... The tribunal and the armies watched as the Dormer turned into dust all around them as their stolen immortality was taken away. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Back in Red Mountain, Nerevar told Degather to protect the tools in the Heart Chamber until he returned. Degathur said, but shouldn't we destroy these tools at once so that they might never be used for evil again? But Nerevar was confused by his wounds and his sorrow, for he still loved Dumak and the Dormer people. And so went to the fields outside of Red Mountain to confer with his queen and his generals, who had foreseen that this war would come and whose counsel he would not ignore again. I will ask the tribunal what we shall do with them, for they have had wisdom in the past that I had not. Stay here, loyal Dagathor, until I return. Then Nerevar told his queen and generals all that had transpired in the Red Mountain, and how the Dwemer had used special tools to turn their people into immortals. And of the wondrous power of the heart of Lorcan. The tribunal decided that the Chimers should learn how to use this power so that Nervar might claim Resdain and the world for their people. Nervar did not expect or want this, so he asked his queen and generals to help him summon Azura yet again for her guidance. But the tribunal had become as greedy as Kraganak upon hearing of the power of the heart, and they coveted it. They made ritual as if to summon Azura as Nervar wanted. Alexia used poisonous candles. And so, used poisonous robes, and Nivek used poisonous invocations. Nerevar was murdered. Then, Azura came forth anyway and cursed the tribunal for their foul deeds. She told them that she would use her powers over dusk and dawn to make sure Nerevar would come back and make things right again. But the tribunal laughed at her and said that soon they would be God themselves, and the timer people would forget their old ways of worship. And Azura knew this would be true, and it would take a long time before her power might bring Nerevar back. What you have done here today is foul beyond measure, and you will grow to regret it. But the lives of gods are not what mortals think, and matters that weigh only years to mortals weigh on gods forever. And so that they might know forever their wicked deeds, Azura changed the Chimer into Dunmer. And their skin turned ashen and their eyes into fire. Let this mark remind you of your true selves who, like ghouls, fed on the nobility, heroism, and trust of their king. And then the tribunal went into Red Mountain and met with Dagothur. Dagothur saw what had been done for his skin and chains as well, and he tried to avenge the death of Narvar, but to no avail. Serpanoff thought dead. dead. tribunal found the tools he had been guarding, and through study of trigonauts' methods... Turned themselves into gods. Thousands of years after the apotheosis, this is still the gods of Marwan, and the old ways of worship are remembered only by a few. Naravar is known to fewer. This queen in general still fears his return, the words of Zora linger long, and they see the mark of her curse on their people every day. Hmm. And this concludes the book Naravar Red Mountain by the Tribunal Temple. And I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls wiki, the Imperial Library, and all the other great sources of Elder Scroll knowledge. Please, if you all enjoy this lore segment, folks, visit these sites, go out there, look at my favorite subjects. You will not be disappointed.
0: Wow, Lou, that was a real badass story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like this story a lot. Yeah,
2: it was really good. So, okay. I think one thing we can conclude is that the Dwemer, as it were, were not the mightiest dwarf in all Al- of Lazarus. They were not. <laughs> the
1: mightiest dwarf in all of Al- Tamriel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, they were not. Uh, this week in Tamrielic Holidays was Dry Ur-Zimb. I probably destroyed the hell out of that. <laughs> Let's try this again Dry Urzimb. Mid-year the first, the festival of drier held in the hottest time of the year in the Ababon-Gora, is a jubilation held for, this, for the sun, Dabathe itself. Scholars do not know how long drier has been held, but it is possible the Red Guards, I know that word, <laughs> brought the festival with them when they came in the first era. And today, actually, was Hercene's Summoning Day, mid-year the 5th. In Daggerfall, this is the Summoning Day for Hercene. And I want to thank the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, of course, for providing that information. Uh, we'll get into our emails in just a little while, guys. But 1st we've got some gaming to talk about, finally. Thank you for holding out. Lou, what'd you do in-game this week?
1: Well, hang on. <clears throat> Let's see. <laughs> me 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 My <laughs> uh, high elf Sork is currently at veteran rank five, continuing the veteran rank XP grind. However, closing the gap rapidly to veteran rank six. Almost there. Another, I think, three four hundred k, and I should hit veteran rank six probably by tomorrow night or Saturday. Hoping, cross my fingers. However, um, I did start taking little breaks now um, for my Sork, so I've been playing a couple of my alts. Okay. All right. Um, I've also still has gone away. You know, I'm still getting the random, you know, drops in the game, some random low screens <laughs> that are still bugging me every now and then during the game game process, but uh, nothing too crazy. My biggest event though over the past week is that I finally, finally got the ancient elf motif that I've been wanting for the longest time, one of the rare ones, okay?
0: Oh, very good.
1: How B.A. Yep. does it look? It, it, oh, like I said, with the veteran rank gear, the better the quality of it, like if it's like blue or higher level quality, it looks better.
0: Oh, that's cool. The,
1: the color scheme and the way it looks, its overall sheen looks so much better. And yeah, right now, right, I'm, I'm looking out for the Daedric, and I'm set. I forget Primal, but I don't want those. I just want Ancient to help and Daedric, and I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Um, I'm kind of hoping as well that, yes, they did give us the, the road ahead letter. And I hope they will continue to be as aggressive in patching the bugs and getting the fixes out there as well as, you know, with putting out the new content. And to me, I think they can go hand in hand, push new content out and, you know, aggressively squash, uh, you know, the current less you know, set of bugs that are out there in the game now. I think, you know, they can do it. They can do it. They got the people. They can do it. But, as I said before, my alts right now, I have a Breton Dragon Knight. She is currently at level 7, and her primary set that I'm using right now is the Two-Handed Weapons. So she's got a really big Two-Handed Sword, and I Jaggedy. think I've got... <laughs> yeah, uh, A uh, Maul as her other weapon. Just for the Stature are pretty good on that one as well. Um... I'm thinking though, I know in the past people use bows for dragon knights as, as a secondary set, but I'm wondering if maybe I should just go try the destruction staff too. You know, in lieu of the bow for ranged weapons. Hold uh, on, just a try bow? the destruction staff.
2: How uh, bow actually is effective in the dragon knight?
1: I know I've seen some people running around with it. But I'm just toying with the idea of trying out different things so maybe the destruction staff will work instead.
2: Gotcha. Or okay. try that out. So just experimentation, basically.
0: Right, right. Okay, cool. Well, you know, the, uh, the end, destruction staff pull. for the Dragon Knight is a huge, huge weapon. Yes. A lot of Dragon knights use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, I'm curious to try it out. Especially if I do it at lower levels to where if I respec, it's not going to cost as much. Yeah. You know, And so it won't hurt to experiment at a lower level. Uh, however we'll say, you know, I have Breton Heavy Armor. Granted it, it it's only green quality and it meh. Nah, just Yeah. <laughs> Breton Armor just doesn't uh, heavy armor just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it it looks it it looks meh to me. So I'm probably gonna go with other motifs to see how they look.
0: You should see my character right now. He's kinda like a patchwork of colors.
1: Well, what do you have? One overall theme, like one overall motif.
0: Uh, I have one overall theme, and that is, and that is, uh, if it's an upgrade, I'm wearing it. <laughs> 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 because hey, I
2: this uh, this is giving me five more armor. But if one it's literally it's literally a
0: rucksack. I don't care. I don't care. I'll I'll wear it. <laughs> yeah. As as I mean I I I have to say that I've gone I've taken crafting, um, and I've I'm actually specking into into my crafting more in this game than I have in any any other game. Um, but I'm still lagging behind. So <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Lou. I'm sorry.
1: No, no uh, the other alt I uh, another alt I started was a Ebnerhart Pact. And I totally took advantage of any race, any faction. So I have an Imperial Sorcerer at level 4 named her Pact. And I uh, named her Firione V. Whoever can get that, kudos to you, the name reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And I also have, uh, I'm continuing my Mary Dominion, my Imperial Templar. Got her up to level 7 as well uh For her, oh my god i care I'm loving the sh- sword and shield combo It to, to me playing that 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 weapon set with that class just feels it feels good to me
0: feels right huh
1: yeah, it feels natural um, you know again with the general feeling of uh, i have no i pretty much have no fear of walking into, into groups of mobs, but just using that particular weapon set combo uh for that class and the abilities that's it's given it just it feels easy. You know, it doesn't it's 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 easy to pick up and and learn a, a playstyle or develop a play style for that class right so, so I'm liking it a lot um, you know and seeing uh, you and Bradford play with your Templars high level Templars you know what I will most likely go with the restoration staff as the secondary weapon set
0: yeah I've been enjoying the resto staff um, quite a bit I, I I'm main heal in um in four mans it's great, I love it
1: and you're not you don't feel like you're you're overtaxed i just, you don't feel like you know you don't have enough of what you need or
0: or you know i mean i'm not I'm not fantastic at it, but um the group the group stays stays alive and they do very well and they ever they very rarely ever go to like half health or below and um it's because i've i've specked a lot into into um magicka put a lot of points into that i think i've got like 15 points in magicka and maybe 17 in health now with only two in stamina wow oh yeah yeah so
1: you find it works for you
0: yeah it actually does it works out pretty well for me um I mean, uh, I. Yeah, I'm
1: oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I know because there are. It's not very familiar, but I know that a bunch of the uh, the attacks, or the abilities in the sword and shield are stamina based. Yeah, they're so all stamina wondering. Based. Do you find uh, you know you find yourself in rough spots because of that? Trying to balance up between use the magicka attacks yeah. and the stamina ones.
0: Well, what's interesting about about the Templar is um, certain things like like shield rush. Uh, you have. If you have a sword and shield Templar, that's that's one skill that actually mirrors on, on both the Templar class and the sword and shield chain uh, skill line. It just depends on, do you want to use the one that uses your Magicka, or do you want to use the one that uses your Stamina? And you also have to understand that uh, one does more damage with a longer duration, I believe, and the other one doesn't so much, so... I just go with the one that, that's that's granted to me from from being a Templar. Because I happen to stack a tremendous amount of Magicka. Okay. So, you know, when I decide to tank, which is when that comes into play, um, I use that skill instead of the one for the Sword and Shield. Um, I use a couple of the Sword and Shield abilities. I keep Stamina Potions on me. But really, I, I find myself just, you know, I know I have a lot of Magicka, so I slot my skills for that. Um, I make sure that I, I tank the boss and not the, um, not the adds. I heal myself when I can. I let the healer do his, his or her job. And I really don't have much of an issue. Uh, It's just it tends to be when I do die as a tank, it really is because I was unable to get out of AOE. And that's usually because I I have I need to turn around and run and I'm out of I'm out of stamina at that point. So I do need more stamina in my build. um, But right now I I can tank heal and DPS an instance uh, without a tremendous problem at all. It's just I'm not great at either one of those roles just yet, but I can hold my own for sure.
1: Hmm. you know even i'm wondering when you say you're when you need to get out of the aoe maybe uh, do you getting maybe popping the stamina potions at that point
0: yeah that's helped. probably
1: give you a little boost you need absolutely yeah
0: it's just you can't do that for every single time you need right. to run out of the aoe when you're when you're just tanking the boss uh because you, you you'll go through Three, four stamina potions um, during one fight,
1: and it's oh, going to it's going to be expensive. Yeah, like
0: I mean, you know, at my level, it's not a big deal uh, because it's it's not that expensive. But I mean, you don't want to you don't want to rely on that consistently through as as like a gameplay feature, <laughs> right? Right? Right?
1: Yeah.
2: So here's my question to the both of you: Is there an option? you know instead of tanking the boss and whatnot is there an option I, I maybe it's like a skill on your button on your keyboard like O for like offer the olive branch to the boss and be like yo brah let's just make peace um no
0: this game sucks no
1: it's it's either you <laughs> die or the boss dies yeah
0: it's pretty much that uh lou what about i mean is there anything else that you want to you want to get into with your gameplay
1: Oh, yes. A little quick note. Skyrim. Finally. Finally got it to work. Excellent. A couple of ago. Uh, however, I, I did have to uh, sacrifice a couple of my add-ons because they are the root of the problem. Uh, mainly the ethereal element of Hall. Sad.
2: Oh, so, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Once I got rid of that and its patches, my game just ran. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Even with the, you know, one of our listeners in, in our Twitch channel last week sent me a very uh, detailed and a wonderful email explaining that, that the moment she had heard that I was running EEO or Ethereal Urban Overhaul, she gave me a, a nice little rundown of what to run, what mods, what to do. And for the life of me, I, I am probably not doing it right in some way. So I still can get it done. So this is the last step I, I just got rid of it all entirely because I just want to play the game for now. And it works. However, the <laughs> Skyrim runs permanently now. It's it's stuck in windowed mode.
0: Right. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that sucks, dude. Yeah. That's it's awful. In, it's in windowed mode, and I've tried a bunch of the fixes and the workaround, and the game just defaults back to, uh, to windowed mode. Okay. And uh, you know, from what I've seen, in a lot of the the questions by Google, the question, you know, Skyrim, you know, refused to get out of window mode. You know, and, and it's pretty much people are saying, yeah, well, yeah, it's a Win Eight issue, which I'm running Windows Eight Eight Point mm. One, and it's something that Bethesda won't fix. <laughs> it's just they just won't bother.
0: Yeah, because they they've they've stopped.
1: Yeah, because they don't yeah, the they game. stopped doing anything for Skyrim. So like right. they're like, oh, whatever. So it's probably going to have to be up to the player base again <laughs> to come up with a permanent solution. Oh, of course. To this. so.
0: All right, man. Anything else? No. No, that's it. Well, I finally finished Greenshade. Ooh. Wow. I am excited. I am now level 37. <laughs> uh, took me the rest of the week, but I've basically 100%ed <laughs> all of Greenshade. Uh, with the exception of one lore book I need to find. But I got all the Sky Shards. I completed all the quests. Um, I found all the Delves and completed all the Delves. All of the, um, the outdoor dungeons. I've done those as well. So, And, and this, is, this is something I like to do. I like to 100% an area before I move on to the next. Uh, two two things I've noticed that I, I don't necessarily like, though. Number one, when I when I moved on to uh, Tour, mm-hmm. um I I do seem to be higher level than I want to be to start those quests. The the starter quests in that area are now green to me. Not a big problem, but it, it to me it it uh, it's been consistently something I've heard our community say they dislike and I know it won't take me long to sort of catch up I just have to do the first tier or two of of quests in order to to be right where I need to be Mm -hmm. Um, but you know there it is another thing I don't like which which kind of hit me the wrong way was somehow last week I lost achievements Specifically, the uh, completion for Grotwood and Oridon. Now, I 100%ed Oridon and Grotwood. And I had those achievements. I was very, very proud of them. Uh, but some at some point last week, maybe during a rollback, they were taken from me. So, I have to notify customer service and just tell them, look, <laughs> you know this is this is a problem so
2: yeah because I was gonna say like it did you did you does that mean is it is it just like a bug or does it mean like oh if Arwen's actually hasn't done
0: these things in the game yet in these no I I mean I I I think it's I think it's just a a a bug where somehow it's just either not being displayed or or that data got got rolled back but it's not like I can go back there and and redo the quest the quests are completed Martin in the chat saying, I lost those
2: two with the last big update on all my characters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So That's... Dude, I, I mean... Okay, I, I'm not one... I'm necessarily not one for achievements, but I don't know. Just me, personally, when I was playing the beta, and it said, you have discovered all the locations in uh, this area in or- Ordon, I was... I, I felt proud. I felt like an explorer. I was like, dude, yeah. that's awesome. You know? And, like, I, yeah, I can, I can imagine... That's that's got to be,
0: <laughs> it, yeah. It definitely stinks, especially when you know I've got that thing where I don't want to move on to the next place until I've gotten those those completion achievements. And I'm by far not a completionist. It's just um, by the time I feel naturally ready to move on, I'm so close to getting all this stuff anyway. So I might as well just complete it. I mean, I literally was like four sky shards away when I I was just not finding them randomly. <laughs> <laughs> So especially the way I, I, I quest around. I literally walk into a dungeon, I check my left, and then I look over my right in the corners. Every single time I open up a room. I, I mean I just do that because of my emergency training, but I mean <laughs> You know, you know that, Lou. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many so times you walk case, in in my case I would look left, look right. And leave, and leave. Yeah, (laughs) I know, Lou. You 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 get up, you open up a door. What do you do? You take a step back and you cut the pie, getting inside the room. (laughs) That's
1: exactly right.
0: (laughs) And then you check your rear. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) oh god, video games for the win. But uh, so yeah, I mean it. It's uh, I I naturally find them a lot anyway, and so I was only uh, I only needed like four more in order to get the the sky shard achievement. So. You know, I went out there and looked even harder and I ran and I, I, I found them. So, uh, coming from that kind of experience to lose those achievements, it definitely stinks, but, um, I gained two levels, two levels this week. I'm very, very proud of that. I'm very, 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 very excited. I had a, a, a nice gaming marathon for myself on Tuesday when I didn't have to be, I wasn't at work. I didn't have anything pressing here with the network. And even if I did, it was not not going to be pressing that day, so I I just took the day off and I played Elder Scrolls Online and watched uh, Star Wars: Clone Wars and man, did I just oh god, it was amazing. <laughs> it felt so good to finally relax, geeking out. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah, the whole day. And then um, what else? Uh, so I've only done a few of the first quests in Malbutor. Um, I have. What was some of the big the big stuff that I did this week? I really, I really loved tanking. I really enjoy how it is in the game. You don't have to worry about every silly little mob. You know, you really can just like go straight for the boss, hold the boss, learn the mechanics, and just let everyone do their thing. And everyone is having fun doing their thing. You don't have the healer that's just like <sighs> God, just all I have to do is just keep up everyone's health bars. Like you don't have that, and you know they're actually doing damage and they feel good about it, and it's just it's just good and all around. So, um, and as as a tank, I'm having fun too. I'm doing damage. I'm holding the boss, and it's it's just a good good time all around. Uh, another thing I noticed was I was going after the uh, the dark anchors in green mm-hmm. shade I wasn't getting any chests to drop what no chests I mm. I did three three dark anchors in three different occasions and I never got a single chest to drop for myself so something's up with that
1: yeah hacks
0: that's right. yeah. <laughs> definitely hacksers uh, but aside from those, aside from those things, like I said, I had a, I had an awesome, awesome time in game this week and, uh, looking forward to, uh, what this week is going to bring. Hopefully I can uh, get myself, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to get all through Mavel Tour at this point, but cause it just started, but I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to get like two levels per week. That's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Cause that seems to be the pace I've been on. I'd like to keep it up. We'll, we'll see though. Uh, Shank, what about you? What's been going on this week for you in-game?
2: <laughs> well, one thing or the other, man. So, got one thing cropping up on my plate, finished that. Something else crops up on my plate, Finish that. And it just keeps going and going and going. And I could not spend time in Tamriel this week, guys. I'm sorry. Damn uh, But uh, that being said, I'll see myself out. I'll peace out. That is a bad week. It is a bad week. But all is not lost. Um... Because in some sense, even though I wasn't actually playing a game, I actually did f- feel like I was like in the world almost. Just honestly, just from writing the notes. That sounds so stupid and weird. Nope, but uh, it does not. It that I definitely felt that because I you know you, I don't know I, I had a blast putting together the notes. I I spent a considerable amount of time trying to hash out some good evocative, uh, you know thoughtful things that's going on in the community and the the universe is at large so i don't know i felt like i was like in the world almost uh without actually playing the game right sounds kind of weird but i don't know it was fun uh i liked writing the notes basically and uh one of the one (laughs) of the things my
0: time in (laughs) tamria one one of the things i use i like to do when i write when i write the show notes for the show is um i turn the uh the elder scrolls soundtrack on and i do all my research and uh and write up the notes if you I mean, I know you've got the Skyrim soundtrack, right, Shank? I have uh, the Skyrim and the Oblivion soundtracks, actually. Yeah. Uh,
2: Turn it on. No, no, dude. Trust me, that's how I do the notes.
0: Yeah, you do the same thing.
2: Yeah, I do that even even if it's for you know totally heroes, even for my random editorials. No matter what I'm doing for the network, I just turn on the music. Yeah. uh, I it up in iTunes and I just type away. So.
0: All right, and,
2: and actually, you know what? It, it kind of helps because you get into the mood of like, man, I'm like adventuring, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: It,
0: it helps. It does help. If,
1: I mean, if you guys really do love Jeremy Souls' music, for that, I would one up that and say, you know what? Add his Guild Wars music to your soundtrack as well, from one and two, because he did both games. Oh my god, you could definitely tell it's the same man, but the level epicness just carries over.
0: Wow all right have to uh have to check that out maybe a spiritual successor to uh to some elder scrolls music in in guild wars
1: not just a a, a supplement an addition play them all at the same time back to back
0: there you go all right um email we uh we've only got time for for one email i think uh i think maybe we we sort of packed the show a little bit tonight and we we probably shouldn't have but um I, I do apologize for that. The, the last minute, I was like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta put this in," and, and um, you know, we probably should have anticipated a, a longer show than we're able to record. Uh, but moving on, we've got we've got one email today, and uh, that is going to be from Rick Shank. Would you mind reading this, please? Sure. <clears throat> this one,
2: Liz, this is for you. <clears throat> Hey ESOTR crew, first off, I hope you got my last email. I wanted to give you guys my heartfelt thank you for what you do and tell you what this show and you guys mean to me. Your episode today made me totally facepalm, as I just demonstrated. What was my first character in ESO? A nightblade who uses bows and dual wields. No wonder my friends are having such a smoother and easier time than I am. Here are my two septums on some of the problem abilities. For archery, Volley does laughably little damage, and I feel that the abilities, which would really help out a low level archer, are the high level ones. Maybe if they made it so you could scatter shot early, that would greatly help low level archers. For Dew Wield, Flurry doesn't seem to be doing any damage until the final strike, but the whole time it's going, the enemy is essentially crushing me. Whirlwind does just as much damage as Vale, and Hidden Blade seems like a weird ability for a close quarters character. Finally, for the Nightblade, Consuming Darkness never seems to work out too well for me, and Shadowcloak doesn't seem to crit near as often as I would have thought. Just a few of my thoughts. For now, I'm going to follow Lou in that I'm going to shelve that character for a while until it gets more balanced. Now, I'm going to make a sorcerer who uses sword and shield. I would try to use a Destruction Staff, but I also agree with you guys. The Destruction Staff abilities are not so great. I wish they had some more power ranged abilities on the staff, but oh well. Great job to Shank today for writing a wonderful episode, and I cannot wait to hear more. You guys are awesome, and Shank, I hope you continue in your quest to feed your need for speed!
0: <laughs> Cheers. Rick, aka Soren
2: Graystrom. You, Rick, just got the huge G award for the week! <laughs>
0: Lou, uh, he's obviously responding to, to you and your, your comments last week. What what say you, sir, on on his email?
1: Uh Rick, well, hey, thanks for taking the time to write in. Uh glad you enjoy the show. And uh, that you also fed Shanks need for speed. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it's I I'm glad you're also taking the time to realize, you know what, if you aren't having, you know, fun with that character, you're not enjoying it, by all means, you know. Uh, put it aside. I mean, Zoss gave us eight slots to work with, and I'm sure there are other classes and other builds you'd like to try. Um, and you know what? You know, the previous patch notes they put out there from Jessica Olsen and from Gina Bruno, they are looking at the Nightblade. They are going to, they will fix the outstanding issues that that class has. So stay positive, you know, keep in touch with the what's going on. For that class, and I'm sure soon you know, we'll be able to take our night out again, you know, and, and play them to so our heart's content.
0: Oh, very good.
2: I'm sorry, I'm still laughing from the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy in the chat just was like, Oh my god, and then Crispy dies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right guys well uh that that is that is our show for for the evening uh thank you to to the chat room for for hanging out with us um and uh to all of you who have downloaded and uh, who downloaded our our podcast and watched us on youtube uh who came live and watched us on uh on twitch To check up on everything Elder Scrolls news related, you gotta go to Record dot com. You can email this show at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail dot com, and follow us on Twitter. Elder Scrolls OTR at Elder Scrolls OTR. What's the OTR stand for? Off the record, of course. I'm Avarwin. You could follow me at Avarwin. That's E V A R W Y N. Lou is at Gamer Guy 11B, that's GamerGuy11B, that's G-A-M-E-R, G U I 11B, and Shank Shank's at Shank the Tank. S-H-A-N-K-T-H T-A-N-K. Let's start with our final thoughts before we say goodbye, guys. Let's start with Lou.
1: Hey folks, we had we went over a lot today. A lot going on, especially with that road ahead from Zoss. I say folks, you know, keep going back, keep updated. There's a lot of great things coming down the road for the players in Yellow Scrolls Online. And it's check. It's
0: going to get better. Oops. And check. Uh,
1: I'm
2: just going to say, uh, writing the notes today, guys, filled my need
0: for speed. Ugh, God. <laughs> Dave, we missed you. Come back next week. Feel better, man yes feel better please please <laughs> and back. uh looking forward to the cadence for these updates i'm really super excited about that especially for an mmo it's unbelievably aggressive and feels like it's in the right place elder scrolls off the record is a quest gaming network production in association with the middle earth network time to say goodbye we'll start with lou
1: good night everyone thank you all for joining us tonight see you all again next time
0: and shank that was awesome Hopefully, it was good as show. First <laughs> <the> writing, yay! <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. And may the foos be with you!